You're listening to Sunset Radio, the Sailors Radio Station. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to show number 10 here on this lovely wintry afternoon after quite a week of uh, wet weather, the long weekend last weekend. Uh, gosh, it was good to be out on the water today, I have to say. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't meant to be so pretty, but we managed to avoid most of the rain. So I'm a very, very happy sailor girl. My name's Nick Douglas, and thank you so much for taking the time to join me this evening. Hopefully uh, we can do our best to entertain you with a couple of adventures. I've managed to catch up with some uh, fantastic sailors this week. None other than the legend, the big fella himself, Mr. Ian Murray. I did have to catch him while he was on the car phone. <laughs> that was the only time that he had to give to me. Obviously, it's been quite a big week in the in the land of America's Cup with the protocol coming out. Uh, the announcement that Ben Ainsley Racing will be joining the Cup uh, what do we what, what what will we call it the Cup Journey as well? So now we have a British team, New Zealand, Oracle of course, and Australia. So uh, Luna Rossa as well uh, have confirmed. So it's it's looking brilliant going forward into the America's Cup for the AC35 with the 62 footers confirmed. So. Yeah, so much is happening for him. He was uh, completely flat-strapped but still took the time to talk to me, so I'm feeling very, very special. I also touch base with Josh Chant, who's the principal of 33 South Racing, and they've got some fantastic news as well, a, a little bit of uh, potentially extreme 40 action, but also a brilliant scholarship program that they're putting together, which uh, I really wanted to touch base with Josh on. But up next, we're going to catch up with one of my favourites. I catch up with him regularly on the show, Darren Twiller-Jones an all-round guru of yachting. He sails Melger's 32s around the world, also far 40s, sailed far 30s very seriously. And he's also uh, got some news about potentially heading south for uh, the Hobart, which he hasn't done for a few years. So I'm pretty excited to touch base with him. This is is Adventures of a Sailor Girl. My name's Nick Douglas, and you're listening to Sunset Radio. Let's get it going. (laughs) This is Nick Douglas, Adventures of a Sailor Girl, and on this lovely Sunday evening, I think, I think I have on the line Mr. Darren Twirler-Jones. Twirler, how are you going? I'm very well, thank you, Nick. Yourself? Oh, I'm good, I'm good. Just checking that I've got you. Had a little bit of trouble yeah. getting you on the line out there in yeah. the sticks. <laughs> you have. You had to pull me out of, the, out of the paddock with just milking the cows, but yeah, I'm all good. <laughs> oh, good. And what are you doing down in South Australia? Far out. <laughs> Oh, the time came. Actually, we bought an uh, 11-acre uh, property down here and thought, well, we see enough of the water. Well, I'd definitely spend enough time in the water, so yeah. it's time to make a move and um, come down here and live a little country lifestyle. So it's, um, it's quite exciting. exciting. I like it a lot. Yeah, no, that's good. I, I, uh, I was a country girl and now I'm living in the Big Smoke, so I, I do understand the draw of the country. But it's nice to hear that you're, uh, you're still going to be doing plenty of racing. We're not losing you. Yep. No, no, no. Plenty of racing still. Like I, I, I sometimes wonder whether I'm doing more sailing in Sydney now than, than uh, or in Australia now than what I was when I was in Sydney. Yeah, it's um, funny how yeah, it works. I'm, 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 sorry. It's funny how it works. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's Murphy's Law, isn't it? But I'm up, I'm up in uh, Sydney and around the place like Tassie and you know the odd places flying in and out probably most weekends. Awesome, awesome. And um, and so what's what's happening at the moment, Twella? What are you up to? Well, since we last spoke, um, I think was at the IRC Nationals in uh, Newcastle. Indeed. And uh, so Patrice is still going full steam ahead. Um, we're doing some boat mods and displacement and riding moment modifications to that at the moment, amongst some other things. Excellent. Um, a few sail size changes and whatnot. And uh, Tony's just um, 
put the program forward for the next six months or so, which is um, starting off with the first race of the Blue Water Point score in August or end of July, which is the Southport wow. race. Yeah, yeah. Um, then, then Keppel, and then we'll go up and do Early Beach to give uh, to do some windward lord racing against some good boats, which are going to be up there, the likes of the Cooks and Fifties and Itchy Barn and whatnot. So yeah. it'll be good to go and test out against them, and then um, back for the you know rest of the Blue Water series leading up to the Hobart race. How exciting! And you're going to do Hobart on Patrice this year? I am. I've. Wow. <laughs> Finally committed to do a Hobart again. How exciting. Yeah, that'll be, be good. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> oh, me too. That means I get to give you a ring on, on Hobart Day as well. But I might touch base with you at Early. I think the plans are for me at the moment to head up to Early and do a bit of broadcasting from there. So I'm going to be on your case. Oh, <laughs> Early's a great event. Like, it's a, it's a lot of fun. It's really good. Yeah, no, that's really good to hear. And so with Patrice, uh, your, your role is still to be um, just tweaking. And, and are, you still running, are you still running the boat from South Australia? Or how is it working now? Yeah, well, so Tony runs the show pretty well. Like, yeah. you know, I'm sort of there on an advisory role. I do tactics for the regattas that we do mm-hmm. um, and then sort of head up the data analysis program, uh, rig setup, sales, all that sort of thing. Excellent. So are you, are you helping anybody else out at the moment or are you just specifically sticking with Patrice? Oh, look, a lot of uh, odds and sods, really. Like, I've been up doing some um, McConaughey 38 stuff over the weeks past, um, sure. some Melders 32 yeah. stuff in Sydney. Uh, yeah, a lot of coaching and still the same sort of thing, you know, rig setups and sail work and whatnot over the winter period. Well, you are the guru. <laughs> <laughs> Some would beg to differ, but yeah. <laughs> well, I know a lot that, that uh, would agree with me, that's for sure. But uh, speaking of gurus, uh, Far 40s, you're known throughout the Far 40, Far 40 fleet, and I think that might be um, coming up very quickly. Yeah, Far 40s are getting strong again. Um, we, we, our first regatta, this is with uh, Martin and Lisa Hill on a state master, which um, I've been spending a bit of time on lately. We've got, uh, what have we got? The West Coast Championships coming up in Santa Barbara in July, which is in about three weeks' time, mm-hmm. four weeks' time or so. Um, yeah, they're expecting 15 to 18 boats there for that. Oh, um, awesome. And then Big Boat Series, which is sort of like a, sort of like a pre-Worlds and the World Championship again in San Francisco in uh, October. Awesome. I might have to touch Bay City while you're over there. I love sailing in San Fran. <laughs> oh, San Fran's an awesome place. And, like, I'd expect, um, you know, there's a chance that there'll be between 25 and 30 boats for this world again this year. You're kidding. Something the class hasn't seen for a while. That is so amazing. And where are the, where are the worlds being held? On the West Coast? Yeah, West Coast. San Francisco as well. Oh, cool. Um, so, yeah, the whole thing's moved to the West Coast this year. And I think uh, next year... Maybe back to Europe again. I'm not 100% sure, but certainly um, while it's on the west coast of the US, it's going strong. That's awesome. So you get to do a little bit of a tour with the, with the estate master, and they've got a new boat in the water, do they? Oh, look, it's a, the, the rules for that class have just been modified somewhat just to try and even all the boats up again. Sure. Um, there was some differences here and there with you know potential differences in displacements and keels and this and that. So they've had quite a little um, sort of makeover with the class, so to speak, and I think it's evened up all the boats, you know, even more than what they were before. So it's quite exciting. Mm. It'll be good this year again. There's um, also Kokomo and Transfusion going over to do uh, the World Championships as well. Amazing. And I think that's what draws you back to classes like the Mildred's 32. I know you spend a bit of time in that class. And also now the Fart 40. Um, If if they're heading back towards a a stronger one design principle, then that's always a good thing. Uh, One design's always where it's at. You know, it's where you learn the most. It's where you pick up the most, it's where you get to sort of sail beside a boat for the 
longest period of time without having to worry about ratings and this and that. It's two different styles of racing, but definitely you know, your level of sailing picks up when you sail on design. I think so. It's, it's all about the tactics then and uh, sailor versus sailor. And I, I think you have a, a very strong crew aboard a state master. Um, what, are, what are you thinking? What are your goals for the worlds going forward? Oh, look, we have a, the boat actually hasn't been sailing um, really competitively. Uh, we've probably got started again like this this season. Yeah. But it really hasn't been sailing very competitively since the 2011 Worlds here in Sydney. Mm-hmm. You had a bit so, of time off. So, you know, a goal, you know, I mean, it's going to be so competitive. Mm. Um, you know, I mean, if you, I, I think that, I think that sort of like a you know, realistic goal would be to fin- finish in single digits. Yeah. Um, just in case Martin's listening, I don't want to put anything higher than that on it. <laughs> <laughs> Understood. <laughs> Uh, no, no, that's awesome. But um, but but I'm sure that you'll do very well nonetheless. Um, yeah, a, a great team and very committed and, and very family orientated, which I um I uh, I find very very cool. <laughs> no, it'll be exciting. It'll be really good. It'll be a good season coming up. I'm sort of uh, quite chuffed actually to be able to be sailing out of um, Australia, which I haven't been able to do for some time. And there's a lot going on here at the moment with the. You know, the Conaghy 38 class, the Far 40 class is going strong again. You know, IRC boats seem to be going pretty well. It's 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 strong. It's really good. And the Hobart. <laughs> and, and the great Hobart race. The great race. I'll get to go back to my real home. Yeah, back to your real home. And, and it's going to be really exciting on the morning of Boxing Day because I'll, I'll get to go, ha, ah. <laughs> I'm going to stay it's here. Still the most, it's still the most nervous I ever get before, before a race that oh. I've ever done. Oh, That's I, the new race. It's an amazing day at start. Oh, goodness. I, I don't blame you at all for that. But uh, we'll be there uh, for hopefully a few of your adventures coming up. But also before the Hobart, we're going to have to catch you for that one too. That's awesome. But thank you so much for taking the time out of, uh, you know, your busy farm life. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send up some eggs. Oh, excellent. I'm excited. <laughs> excellent. Free range, Did you get that? They've got plenty of room to walk around. You missed my pun, Twirler. I said Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> very good. <laughs> very, very sad. Anyway, so awesome as always to have you on the show, uh, Mr. Darren Twirler-Jones. Now, I hear that you've got um, a little bit of a request for me as we're, we're heading out into the next interview. <laughs> yeah, on to the next song. Um, yeah. Going on the cow theme from down here, Stolen <laughs> Dance by Milky Chance. Stolen Dance by Milky Chance. Excellent. Taking you out. This is Nick Douglas, Adventures with Sailor Girl. And we'll be right back after this request from Darren Twella-Jones. This is Nick Douglas, Adventures of a Sailor Girl. And here on Sunset Radio, we have Mr. Josh Chant of 33 South Racing joining us for a chat. Josh, how are you going? I'm great, thanks. Good afternoon. How are you? I'm going very, very well. I'm, I'm excited for everything that's ahead for Sunset Radio, but also for you, Josh. So much is happening with 33 yeah. South Racing. Yeah, we're trying to um, get a few things off the ground with our little organisation and, and uh, make some pretty cool things happen. I guess what we're trying to make happen first and foremost is uh, getting our scholarship up and running, which we launched earlier this year, trying to give some support to some young uh, Australian sailors. And um, and also get a get a professional racing team off the ground as well. So many many things happening, which hopefully will be all good things for uh, Australian sailing community to get behind. I don't doubt that at all, and and that's what sparked my interest. Uh, firstly, you're setting the bar quite high for yourself, but uh, also the passion and the drive that that you're bringing to the program. I mean, your history in uh, Olympic sailing yourself 
is is fantastic and a great wealth of experience for these kids going forward. Yeah, hope so. I hope I can um, be a bit of a mentor to them. It's sort of what I do for my day job now as a coach at uh, Royal Sydney, and being able to sort of perhaps grow that and branch it out into you know spreading it across a bit of a wider community is uh, something that really excites me. And um, and and in addition, hopefully being able to pull in a few other top Aussie sailors to be you know additional mentors and and providing a bit of coaching support. So that, that's kind of really the whole idea behind our scholarship, and that's what we're, what we're working hard to to make happen. And it's just brilliant. I I I mean I'm I'm somebody who gets very passionate about sailing and especially helping the younger generations to come through. But uh, what you're doing is is just brilliant, and we'll talk about that a little bit more down the line but for those who may not know you Josh you've had quite an extensive history in racing yourself yeah came up through you know the Manly Juniors and Flying 11s as I guess a lot of people from Sydney uh, of my age did and uh, before moving into you know highlighted a little bit in 29ers and and things like that before but through my I guess early 20s uh, forging a bit of a career in in the laser class campaigning that very um, substantially I guess around the world, and you know, didn't um, get the Guernsey for the for the Olympic spot, but obviously that went to a few very deserving people in uh, Mike Blackburn and Tom Slingsby through when I was campaigning. But you know, it was great to be in that environment, racing and training and travelling with those guys, and and um, I, I guess that's the the main bit of my my background. Mm. Um, before I rolled into a bit of keelboat racing and one design racing and far forties and things like that. And, yeah. uh, and I commenced, uh, commenced my career in coaching, which has um, um, been a very rewarding uh, sort of career as well. And hopefully looking we, hopefully we can take that to the next step, next level. I think that that's a typical pathway for an athlete, essentially, to come through, be mentored by some fantastic people, and then you sort of move on to this altruistic version where you want to be giving back to the younger generations. And it's great to see that you've still got passion for that. Now, I'm just going to go back to what you said um, back in what, when you were explaining your history and you said, oh, you know, you didn't get the Guernsey because there were people like, you know, Blackburn and Slingsby. And I mean, mm. it's a bit hard going in the laser class and it has been to, um, to push through. But at the same time, the amount of talent that you're able to draw from in that scenario is quite brilliant. Yeah, that's right. And draw from, learn off, just just being on the same, you know, start line and racetrack as guys like that is just a awesome experience. You've uh, got to put yourself out there a bit and try and try and match it with uh, with the best in the world and, and see what you can, you know, uh, make happen. Yeah. But, uh, but I think that the, the key message there, Josh, is that yeah. even even if you don't make it, you still learn so much from the journey as such. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you, you yeah, that's right. You set your dreams pretty high to, to be that, to try and make it to that number one and maybe you get there, maybe you don't, but not making it or, you know, if, if you don't give it a go, you, you're 100% you're not going to make it. Yeah. But, um, you know, if you, if you don't try, you've got no chance. So you just got to get in there and give it a shake up, yeah. And I, and I guess that's what these kids will get, will get to learn from you uh, at this scholarship program that you've just launched. And it's aimed specifically at kids around the, the 16 to 17-year-old mark. Um, tell me a little bit more about the program, Josh. So our scholarship we kicked off in March this year. It was our first year that we, we offered it to a couple, a, a match racing team out of Gosford and a, another young laser sailor from um, from Sydney. We offered it to those particular teams because they a couple young people that we had identified as being, you know, particularly passionate about the sport and about their 
their future in it, as well as being sort of pretty upstanding young young uh, gentlemen themselves. Sure. Um, and our scholarship is really sort of from, I guess, maybe from more of a 14, 15-year-old mark, but sure. something will, will, is open to probably people or youth in their mid-20s. Sure. Um, I think youth these days goes a little bit older than what, um, yeah. what traditionally has. And I guess it's that kind of age bracket where it gets uh, really hard um, for some, some people and there's a bit of a transition from parental support to supporting yourself and you're often, often transitioning out of high school and sometimes into university or, uh, or just into a, um, trying to make a, a career in sailing. And, and that's kind of where a lot of the, I don't know, biggest challenges in my career came from and, and where I know that I could have really benefit, benefited from some great mentoring. Sure. Um, and so myself and a few other like-minded individuals are sort of pulling together to try and try and help uh, help the next generation out with um with those same challenges. Which is awesome to see. I mean, I, I you say that you were in, in a similar boat. I was in a similar boat as well when I came through. They're definitely yeah yeah. <laughs> there definitely seems to be a uh, you know a rough patch for kids to come through and. And in particular, being a dinghy sailor myself, we seem to lose a lot of dinghy sailors to yachting at that age group as well because it's a lot cheaper to go and jump on somebody else's boat as, as opposed to sticking with the One Design dinghies, which is what you're focusing on to start with. Yeah, well, definitely One Design racing. Sure. Um, we see that as a really important um, uh, you know, underpinning or section of kind of what we're trying to achieve. It... Um, I, well, it's what I've done my whole life. It's what I love. It's where my passion lies. I think there's a lot of great uh, attributes to Wonders on Racing, which is, you know, get a boat that's the same as your competitors, you know, tidy it up and maintain it and look after it as well as you can and then, um, you know, race it as hard as you can with utilising all of your skills against uh, your competitors. Exactly. Uh, and, and it's a beautiful part of racing. And um, the other part of why we focus on, I guess, on Wonders on Racing is especially, is that we're trying to set up an organisation with 33 South Racing where we have a professional racing team that's um, competing in a few different uh, circuits and races around the world and hopefully through our activities with sponsors and so forth, we're creating a bit of revenue to support our scholarship Um, and in that way, we are able to create a sustainable organisation that's not um, perhaps reliant on... uh, the patronage or the, you know, um, of, of some particular, you know, wealthy individuals, for example. Sure. Um, which, uh, and, and we see one design racing being a crucial element of that because if you're in a class where you've got to spend, putting a lot of resources into research and development, it makes it hard to turn a profit and therefore makes it hard to put resources into, into a scholarships. And so that's Definitely. kind of the whole nexus, I guess, of what, what we're trying to achieve is create a two part organisation that we can um, can be an ongoing organisation. Yeah, and then creating a bit of a legacy as, as well that, that you can leave behind and it's going to uh, you know, long, out, long outlast yourself, which is just brilliant. Yeah, yeah, that's one of my big goals with this. While as much as I desire to sort of set this up and run it for the next 20 years and be a good little business, one of my key goals with this is to create an organisation that will outlast the founders of it. Um, you know, I think uh, creating something that can be, yeah, as you said, a legacy, great word, and yeah. um, 
it is something that would be really important to us to leave behind. And something to be proud of. But, I mean, it, it doesn't just end here. I've heard a little bit about your plans going forward. And yeah, talk about setting the bar high. There are some brilliant things coming for 33 South Racing. Not that this scholarship program isn't brilliant in itself. Yeah, well, thanks. I, I'm glad you think, uh, feel that way about the scholarship program. It's, uh, you know, big plans to grow it. And, uh, and on the other side of what I guess what you're trying to lead me towards there is <laughs> what, what we're trying to achieve on the, with our um, 30 South Racing, the, the professional racing team side is, is getting an Australian or I guess now a second Australian team racing in the Extreme Sailing Series. That's our, kind of our first goal there and um, looking, uh, looking, pretty, looking really forward to watching the Extreme Sailing Series racing in Sydney in, uh, in December and, and uh, hopefully there or, or not long after that, you'll see uh, 33 South Racing joining uh, those other teams on that start line. Which is just amazing. And, uh, and Sunset Media get behind you in, in every way possible there. So uh, as well as with the scholarship program, I'm really looking forward to helping you guys out, that's for sure. Yeah, fantastic. And it's with um, support of sort of organisations like your, your own, um, Nick, and uh, a few of the other sort of small product sponsors we've got on, on board at the moment that uh, they're really going to help us sort of gather that momentum and make uh, make these things come true. It's, it's just amazing. But thank you so much, Josh, for everything that you're doing for Australian sailing, but sailing as a whole, because I think that this uh, really adds to the, the wider sailing community. I mean, we're, we're talking about in, you know, utilising the talent that we have and, and keeping them in the sport, but that also means that that's happening on a global scale. So congratulations to you for everything that that you've dreamt up and that you're now putting into practice. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's, that's right. We're slowly turning it from a dream into reality. We're step by step, we're getting there. And, and hopefully that's um, something we can do as well is become a, a focal point for Australian sailing fans to, to get behind. And, and it might be a bit of a big dream, but, you know, uh, something that's the equivalent of like the Wallabies perhaps where it's the – national team behind uh that uh that fans can get behind in in their particular sport and uh too many australians are racing for too many other countries in my opinion and you know if we can uh pull something together that uh, can be a focal point for them to get behind yeah it's uh it's, it'll be a beautiful thing it's just brilliant i mean between yourselves and, and team australia i've, I've got a very very mm. big smile on my face <laughs> absolutely Absolutely. Oh, brilliant. Great to touch base with you, Josh. The principal of 33 South Racing. We'll be keeping tabs on him over the next uh, few months to see exactly what happens, but we'll be supporting them all the way. This is Nick Douglas, Adventures of a Sailor Girl, and you're listening to Sunset Radio. Thank you so much for joining me. My name's Nick Douglas, and we're here on Sunset Radio for the Adventures of a Sailor Girl show. Now, we've had some fantastic guests already on the show, uh, Twirler Jaron Jones. He's a bit of a show regular. If you'd like to hear more about uh, his journey in sailing, we have him uh, on past shows on our website, but he is a little bit of a guru in terms of uh, managing rigs uh, for the Far 40 class and the Far 30s. He's been sailing for uh, quite some time, dare we say, uh, 30, 30 or so years and has taken it to a professional level all over the world, so... Great to have him on the show. And we just finished up an interview with Josh Chant, who's the principal of 33 South Racing, an excellent organisation that's looking to put towards a professional framework, essentially to self-sustain a program that will help to fill the void, essentially, 
where our youth sailors are struggling a little bit to get from that point where they're doing youth sailing and then taking it to another level because it is an expensive sport and it does take up a lot of time. So um, so that's a really great thing that I'm hopefully going to help uh, help a little bit with there, especially with some media training for the kids that are doing the scholarship, which I'm looking forward to. Now, I didn't want to hold you all the way till towards the end of the show, but it's happened that way. Uh, I have this little interview that I did with Ian Murray during the week. I, uh, I, I know that I promised to get him last week and it just didn't happen because he was too busy. But this week I did manage to catch up with him. Please uh, forgive me for the sound quality because I did touch base with him while he was in the car. <laughs> Got him on the car phone. So, uh, so here you go. Let, let's have a little bit of a listen to this interview with Ian Murray, the big fella who's uh, known not just in Australian sailing but around the world for his involvement with the America's Cup, the Olympics and just really uh, lifting our, our, our sport to a whole nother level. Here we go. This is Nick Douglas, Adventures of a Sailor Girl, and on the line while he's in the car, a very, very busy man, we have Mr. Ian Murray. How are you going today, Ian? I'm good. I'm, uh, yeah, I've had a good day. So Excellent. As you say, they're all busy. <laughs> I don't doubt that for a, for a second. I've been trying to catch base with you, and, and there's just been more and more and more announcements related to the America's Cup, and then I know you've got your other work on your plate as well, so <laughs> I've just been waiting in line patiently to have a little bit of a chat. But um, I hear that you're on your way up to the North Sales Loft at the moment. Uh, yeah, I'm just heading up that way for a meeting on the way home. Um, Excellent. You know, to talk about things in the future a little bit, um, meeting the southern spa people there. So. Excellent. It's you... interesting talking to them. <laughs> For sure, definitely. But you had a, a good weekend sailing with uh, the, the boss of North Sales Australia, Mr Michael Coxon, up at the Etchells Racing for the Mooloolaba Winter Champs. Yeah, no, look, I, uh, uh, you know, Coco and I go back... Uh, since we were young kids and um, sailed together on and off quite a lot over the years and, you know, it's always good fun to sail with your friends and although we uh, probably didn't do quite as well as we would have liked, you know, we had a, a good regatta and um, had some fun in Mooloolaba mm-hmm. and uh, good to back sailing etchels occasionally. Indeed. And, and how was it being um, in, the, in the middle for Coco? Well, I've been there before. Um, <laughs> you know, I sailed for Coco in the middle. I think we won the state championships in about, about uh, 20 AD. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, look, it, it's a, uh, we've sailed together on and off a lot. You know, he's crewed for me and I've crewed for him and it um, doesn't really matter much. You know, I think we enjoy it either way. I think when you're, when you're sailing with good friends and uh, in good company and such talented sailors as yourself, it probably doesn't matter which positions you're in, that's for sure. But um, there's, there's been a lot of talk about the radial main that Norths are now producing. Did you notice any difference, given that you were trimming it? Yeah, well, look, I have to look at it every day. And yeah. obviously, um, you know, the North team's been sort of working overtime to, you know, I think come up with the next thing in sales and uh, that's traditionally been cross-cut sales so they're you know I think they're working with the new technology and the cost and getting special costs and and uh, working out how to use um, 
you know, you, the yarn alignment and the cloth effectively in a uh, traditionally made sale. So, sure. you know, I think there's been a lot of initiative on their part and if they can get it right, then certainly looking up at the main, it's pretty right. Um, I think they're down to pretty fine tuning on it now and they've been working with, the, you know, the gurus in the class, um, Tom King and Noel Drennan and others to, you know, to feed it into racing and get feedback and and sort of get it production ready, but it looks like it's pretty close to me. I, I think that, you know, the radial sales are getting good results. Excellent. Yeah, I think um, half of the heat wins were radial cut sales, so that's um, an interesting statistic and, and good to see, as you say, that you're able to get a bit more feedback and a bit of comparison, because I don't think they've really been raced in that sort of competition before. No, look, it's, it's, it's all too easy to just put sales on masks and and uh, go out and say, yep, that looks terrific and does everything, but you really need to put them into the heat of battle and to get them into racing situations where you've got to sail high, you've got to sail low, and and you have the versatility of the tactical requirements of the sales mm. that you can do what you want to do. And, um, you know, I think I think Michael would be pretty pleased that, uh, you know, the sales, you know, won races and um, were generally at the front of the fleet. So... I think he's. Uh, I think he's pretty excited about it going forward. I, I bet he is, and um, I. I think um, Tom King also is a bit excited for somebody who dropped their rig still to uh, get a brand new radial cut main already on order, which is pretty exciting. But uh, all of that aside, you are a very busy man at the moment, given all of the America's Cup uh, business that's happening at the moment with the announcement of a, a UK team yesterday and the protocol. I don't want to hound you too much on, on the America's Cup, but I did notice that Matt Belcher and some of the, the guys were out practicing on a GC32 after the uh, Austria event. Are there any plans for uh, Team Australia to get involved on that circuit in the future? Well, look, the GC32 appears to be a very nice production foiling uh, 32 and all the teams are looking at them and you know as as all of the America's Cup teams are striving to get more time on the water in a cost effective way um, on foiling boats and, For sure. and the vagaries of foiling and high speed sailing um, you know the GC32 is the, the boat that probably provides a lot of the answers to that so yeah. there is a GC32 racing circuit emerging and um, you know, Matt was in close proximity, and so he went and you know and had a test sail. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, we'll be going off to St. Petersburg and having a bit more of a sail. And I'll be going to look at the boat um, at the end of the month in Lake Garda. So excellent. There's, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot, lot of technology happening in sailing at the moment. <laughs> I don't doubt that at all. It's it's probably too hard to, to keep track of but I, I did want to ask you just one more question if I, if I may Ian, I know you're very busy. How does it feel having been a sailor involved with the America's Cup a designer uh, involved with the America's Cup and then of course race director for the AC34 last year and now the Commodore of the Challenger on record how does it feel having been involved with the sport through all those different mechanisms? Um, I mean, you're bringing a wealth of experience to Team Australia, that's for sure. Well, yeah, look, I'm very fortunate. I've held a lot of roles and responsibilities in past uh, America's Cups, and, you know, every one of them has been exciting and great fun. 
So, you know, I think the really important point here is that Hamilton Island Yacht Club and Australia is back in the America's Cup. For um, sure. You know, the only I think it was, you know, crushing to them to see all the young sailing skills that have helped develop through the Australian sailing team, you know, going off to help Oracle and mm. Artemis and all these other teams, um, you know, and they're, they're friends and, um, you know, develop skills players that uh, stuff and Bob's such a fantastic loyal Australian and, and the rest of the family that you know like their business I think they like to have Australia represented at the very highest level and show what we can do and and hence the Hamilton Island Yacht Club's come forward um, challenge so it's it's you know it's a startup challenge um, Australia hasn't been in the cup for a long time and and we've got some great skills here, now we have to mould them into a winning team. You know, it's going to be hard work. It's, it's going to be a long... Um, you know, we're up against the best sailing teams in the world, and you saw what Ben Ainsley put out on the table yesterday. With Indeed, the but, uh, yeah. You know, it's a class act, and, and that's and that's the benchmark for us. For sure. It's, it's amazing. I wish you could see the smile on my face uh, because I was three in 88 and I think it's something that we've all grown up with wanting to get behind um, an Australian team again and it's just so fantastic to see that it's actually happening and that it's led by people such as yourself, Ian. It's awesome. Well, you know, wish us luck and get behind us and, you know, give the train a push along. That's Indeed. from everyone and... Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I think we're under no illusions, you know, how much hard work's in front of us, but um, we'll be taking it on. For sure, and I would love to help in any way that I can, uh, and I know that so many other people will be doing the same. Uh, but thank you so much for your time. I, I do realise you're exceptionally busy, and I, I do um, appreciate you touching base with me, that is for sure. No problem. Thank you so much, Ian. That was Ian Murray. Great to catch up with him here on Sunset Radio. My name's Nick Douglas, Adventures of a Sailor Girl, and we'll be back right after this song. The passion, it's what keeps us going in this fantastic sport. Thank you so much for joining me here this evening for Adventures of a Sailor Girl on Sunset Radio. My name's Nick Douglas. I'm your host, and I guess the person that people call the Sailor Girl because I'm often out and about. We've had a fantastic show so far, and now I'm just going to finish it up, as I usually do, with a few of my own adventures that I had today whilst out on the water for the CYC Winter Series on Zipia, the Thompson 8. I do, I do love it just a little bit. I'm going to commentate a little bit through this footage. Uh, well, it is footage, and I'm playing uh, the audio from said footage, so uh, I'm going to commentate a little bit. We'll just see how it goes, because I haven't actually had too much time to, to edit it, but I think we, um, we need to give it a go, and we need to have a bit of a listen. So I... I think I, I think I set the scene quite well myself. This is Nick Douglas, Adventures of a Sailor Girl, and I'm currently standing underneath the boom of Zipia. I am the perfect height to sit the boom here on my shoulder while we're putting in a reef line because that's right, folks, while we may not be up at the Australian Sports Boat Australian National Winter something, yeah. whatever's going on up so at Mooloolaba. Yeah, well, they have no wind. We have 27 knots on Sydney Harbour okay, currently. So... Prepare yourselves for some awesome rides. Signing out for now. Okay, we've now moved out onto the harbour, guys. Someone needs to get the bang in their hand. If we broach again, that needs to pop. Okay, we've got to go for a jog. 
drop here. We got this red boat below us. I want to drop. I want to. No. Okay, so we're picturing this now, 25 knots hurling down the harbour. We've decided that we should put our big chute up because it did ease off a little bit and we're now stuck with it up. important thing on a windy day is to keep your skipper calm, apparently, as a tactician. Urgency, urgency. <laughs> We're now uh, back up on the course. We've gone all the way down with the big chute. We've survived. And we're now heading back towards Shark Island, up the harbour. Back into this westerly. There's something special about Sydney Harbour and tugboat waves. We stayed with these waves nearly all the way up the harbour. It was pretty awesome. Okay, so whenever a gust hits, don't be afraid to come down a few. Yeah. And then in the lulls, we'll just do the opposite. So we're two sail reaching at this point, starting to head in towards Shark no. Island. Hold, hold There's so much it's traffic, it's not even funny. You can get on. You can. At this point, we're also trying to catch a Melges. One cut per wave. <laughs> there it is. On it. Work. Beautiful jib tune. Yeah. You need another tug. If he needs another tug. Another right. tug, mate. <laughs> I've not got to extend. Damo's volunteering. He's in there. to cut a video from this. Here we go, another set of tugboat waves. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, hike. Hike, hike, hike. We're on it. 
Yes. <laughs> so good. There is no other feeling <laughs> like catching a wave, especially on a boat like a Zipia. I mean, a Thompson 8, what more could you want? You're listening to Sunset Radio, the sailor's radio station.